Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. You have your two favorite hosts here, M and F. I'm F, and we have M in the background. Say hello. Hello. And we also have our special guest with us today, a very special guest. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself. She's going to introduce herself. She's going to let you know her name, her Instagram, so you can go ahead and follow her. She has very interesting topics to share with us today, and we're going to bombard her with questions that she's going to either love or hate. But regardless, it's going to be a very great conversation, and we hope to bring all of our listeners some great inspiration, motivation, push, insight, whatever it is. So here we have Rosie, and she's going to go ahead and introduce herself and give us a little bit of insight about who she is and what she's bringing to the table with us today. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Rosangela. Um, I go by Rosie, and um, my Instagram is behaviorify, which is how I know uh, these lovely ladies. Um, and to be honest, when she reached out to me and she wanted me to come on the podcast and she wanted me to talk about something that's not like work and school, I was like, girl, I don't know what to talk about. My life is not that interesting. Um, but she does have some really great ideas and questions that she wants to ask me. And I'm really excited um, to answer them and just get a conversation going today. Beautiful. I'm really happy to hear that. So um, I know that we're not going to talk about school or work, but if you can just kind of give us a little insight on what it is that you do for school, for work, um, like who are you? Yeah. So like I said, I have my page Behaviorify, uh, which I started going on two years now. Um, and it was, well, it is about, you know, ABA. Um, and I think now I want to take it a little bit further than that because I am back in school. I'm a BCBA right now, but I am back in school. I am trying to become a licensed mental health counselor. Um, so I'm going on a year of being in school actually. And on top of that, I'm also working towards becoming a certified personal trainer. So that's another thing I try to bombard myself with. I don't know why, but I did. Um, and yeah, so that's my life. Worked as a BCBA school, as a clinical mental health counseling student. And then I'm also a dog mom, which is probably, believe it or not, the most stressful part of all of that. <laughs> uh, but don't get me wrong. I love her so much, but she is so much work and she just adds more to my play. She keeps me very, very busy. <laughs> It's beautiful. And do you live alone? Just I do. Yes, I, I do live alone in New York City. Oh, that's so cool. What's it like living alone? I love living alone. It's actually scary how much I love it because I know one day that's going to end. <laughs> I think it's going to end. I hope so. I mean, that's, I guess, like what comes next. But I do love living alone. Um, I have lived alone for two years and a, a few months. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's hard because like everything falls on me. Everything like financially falls on me. Like, I have to pay for everything. Um, I don't have anybody to like help me around the house. It's just me all the time. So it does get very hectic. But you know, other than that, I love the freedom. I love just being able to come and go uh, whenever Nada lets me. But other than that, I don't have any other restrictions. <laughs> so it's great. And especially in New York City, like how does that flow you know i i don't know i have never lived and i haven't even been to new york city actually what yeah I, it's one of on the top of the list of all the things that i have to do because i've gone almost everywhere in the united states but for some reason new york hasn't been one of them but, wow what about you mercy have you been to new york city no i haven't i wanted to ask you why new york because yeah. i know you used what? to live in miami yes i did live in miami um well i was born in cuba actually and i came to the united states when i was 10 and i lived in uh, hialeah and then i lived in just like kendall so you know miami-dade county uh, until I was 23. And that's when I decided to move to New York. So I think it's so crazy. You guys have never been to New York because New York was the first state that I visited outside of Miami. Wow. Um, and I just fell in love. So in the year 2017, it was so crazy because uh, it was like New Year's Day and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, like I don't go anywhere. I waste all my money on clothes and like stupid things that just like don't fulfill me. So that year I made it like my goal to like start traveling. So the first destination was New York. And at the time when I came, I I was in a long-term relationship. So I came with him and his brother and his brother's girlfriend. And it was just like my first time traveling. And I just like 
fell in love with New York City. So we actually stayed out in Long Island City, which is a couple of stops away from like Manhattan. So when uh, we first arrived, it was nighttime. So I didn't really go into Manhattan right away. So the next day we took the train and our first stop was Times Square. And I got off the train and I was like, oh my God, it felt like a movie scene. So I completely fell in love immediately. Um, and then I turned to him and I'm like, I want to move here. And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. If you and I ever break up, I'm going there. I don't care. Um, so we did, you know, break up. Uh, no, no drama there. We broke up in a very adult way. So there's no issues. But I did just, you know, I, this is just what I wanted to do. Like I knew right away, like I just felt something special in New York City. And I just kept thinking about it. So I, you know, like I said, I started traveling. So I was traveling to other places. I went to Chicago that year. I went to Philadelphia, just so many different like states. And I even went out of the country a couple of times. Um, but like New York City was always a place that I was like, anytime I go to New York, I never want to go back home. Every other place that I visited, I was like, okay, it was cool. It was fun, but I'm ready to go home. I'm ready, you know, to get back to life. But every time I came to New York, it would just be so sad to leave. Like I did not want to leave. So I decided, okay, I'm going to make a plan. Um, and, you know, I, I finished my master's in ABA. I did my certification and like I got a job right away, which was awesome. And that was it. I decided to move. My parents were heartbroken at first, but now they get to come here all the time. So they're not too mad anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I love New York City. Um, and you know, when I, I first moved here, it was definitely an adjustment as much as I loved it. It was still hard to be away from home, um, first time on my own. But um, I just, you know, I just, I just loved it here. I did have a period of time, which I think it's very normal whenever someone moves to another state that you're still thinking about it. Like, am I going to stay here or am I just going to go back home after I, I'm here for like a year? Maybe I'll go back home. So I did have that thought process, but um, I just decided that I think I'm going to stay here for long term. I don't want to say forever because you never know. But right now I don't have any intentions of going back home at all. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> if they're listening, hopefully they are. You definitely sold me. I'm going to go to New York first. You have to. Like, how can you not want to be here? I mean, at least to visit, you have to. You have to see it. It's just amazing. Uh, it just it. doesn't happen, but you sold me. You definitely sold me. You it's going to be my first flight when I take another <laughs> flight again. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to go during COVID with one of my crazy friends. It was like 20 bucks to fly there. And I was like, well, Dude, this crazy friend. Not you. Yeah, obviously. I have other friends. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't want to come. You, I think you were scared of COVID. <laughs> No, I never was scared of COVID. Don't forget the time that you didn't we, come over my house. Whatever. No. We're going to talk about this after. Hold on. I have to share this toes. for our listeners because they have to listen. One time, M, M, M came to my house, right? Because she needed to study. And she made me set up a table outside of my house because while she wore you were a mask. Scared it of, wasn't me. It was yes, you. you were. You didn't come over my house to give me my present. I didn't have a car. You didn't I was coming inside. No, you and your boyfriend drove to my house and left the gift outside because you were scared of COVID. You were scared of COVID too. Bye. Anyway, I think, I think everybody was scared <laughs> of COVID at the beginning. You know, people started kind of getting over it, but I think it's normal to be scared of it at first because it was like, what the heck is going on? You know? Mm -hmm. yeah it, it really was such a weird phase and oh my god yeah and and i want to hear your perspective on this too yes. because i feel like it was just a cuban thing like in the beginning my my dad was making it a joke like mm -hmm. he was making it a joke he was like ha 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 like the police is outside like we can't go anywhere and then afterwards he was like you have to be careful because i didn't stop working out I, I was still in rbt during that time so mm -hmm. i feel like covid like it, it was hard to see it how other people were seeing it because I was still working mm -hmm. I, I still had to leave my house and I was still in school so life was mm -hmm. normal for me mm -hmm. and then afterwards my dad was like you have to be careful who yeah. you're around yeah I was really scared at first because like it's like you know obviously I've never gone through anything like that so I was like what the heck is going on like everybody's talking about this 
And at the very, very, very beginning, when I first heard of COVID, I was like, oh, it just sounds like a cold. Like, it sounds like if you, you know, just take precautions, like you should be fine. But then, you know, like different people with different opinions. And I just started to like, I guess, consume everyone's thoughts. Like, I remember someone was like, yeah, but like, you know, if a lot of people get sick at the same time, the hospitals can collapse, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you just, you started to get scared. So I was really scared at first, like when everything shut down. Um, and it was really close to my birthday. Like my birthday was like peak COVID uh, lockdown, which I was really upset about because like <laughs> my birthday was on a, I think it was on a Saturday, which is like the perfect day to have a birthday. So that got ruined. <laughs> the but, same thing know. happened to me and yeah. it was COVID and a hurricane. Oh, yeah. Right? How so, many holidays and birthdays got messed up? Yeah. But time. you know, like the shutdown happened like March 16 my birthday was april 11 so it was like really right there um the beginning so i remember you know i didn't want to do anything i was really taking it serious like i would just i had one client because the company i was working for you know they decided to leave one therapist one client to like reduce contact so i was going to my client's house that was all i was doing i was working out at home obviously the gyms were closed so i was really taking it serious i would get mad at my dad if he like went outside um, we would like go get groceries, me and my mom, we would spray everything down. Like I was scared, but then after a while, I feel like, okay, like until when, like when, when do I get to live life again? You know, but yeah. I didn't take it very serious at first. Um, you know, and then after like, you know, I wore a mask and stuff, but it's like, okay, you know, like I have to, I have to continue living. And I think a lot of people saw it that way. I was talking to my hairdresser recently here in New York. And I mean, New York was bad. I was living in Miami still when it first yeah, that's what I wanted to know. I was like, were you in New York? No, I wasn't in New bad. York when New York was really bad because I moved to New York in October 2020. So it was still like they still had a lot of restrictions here, but it wasn't like it was at the very beginning when like it, I hear from people that live here that it was crazy. Like you mm -hmm. couldn't do anything. You couldn't go anywhere. Like it was really, really bad. But, you know, uh, New York City was like the center of the pandemic. So you know, it makes sense. But my hairdresser was like, yeah, you know, like it was really bad. And I had to do illegal things to keep my business running. And I was like, I mean, you know, like you got to do what you got to do to eat. Like it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it just feels like such a crazy period of time. And, you know, I don't know. It's like a controversial thing. And like, I respect science and whatnot, but I also know that like at some point you just have to live like, you can't live like that forever. It's not sustainable, I think. You know, you could take precautions, wear your mask if you feel safe wearing your mask. But, you know, like, life continues. We we live in a capitalist country. Like, businesses need to survive in a way. So, I don't know. It's hard. COVID topics is difficult, I think. Yeah, they it, it could go both ways because mm -hmm. so many things tie into it. Like, BLM and everything that happened and, like things getting destroyed yeah because a um, lot of stuff came out of that i guess it was from everybody yeah, being locked at home i, I like, feel like so many other oh. things happened with it mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it was just like 2020 was such a surreal period of time it's yeah it's, i i don't like thinking about 2020 because of covid and other like personal things that were happening in my life but the only good thing that came out of 2020 for me was that i graduated and i got to move here that's it <laughs> other than that like terrible year don't want to talk about it <laughs> that's still a big a big leap you know like yeah. you were going through some things and yeah. you were like bye this is the time <laughs> yeah. this is the time for me to yeah. go this yeah and perfect. I guess I, in a way I got a little bit lucky because I did get like COVID prize rent which was nice for my first year of adjustment so I can't really complain much about that um, because now like the prize that I was paying for my apartment for a one-bedroom apartment in New York City, you're not going to find that at all. Like, it's impossible. How much – do you mind sharing how much you pay? Yeah, it was 1800 for an apartment in New York City. That's, like, a steal. And it, mind you, it wasn't, like, a beautiful building or anything like that. But still, like, New York City apartments are known to be shoeboxes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I know people that pay, like, over $2,000 for a studio, like, old building. Like, it's just – it's what it is. Like, that's how it is here how yeah. how do people like does everyone have like not an average job honestly i don't know um i know a lot of people here have roommates so i know that helps a lot to live in the city with roommates i don't live like in manhattan anymore i live in long island city i'm one train stop away from manhattan um which i honestly love because it's a little bit less chaotic 
but I'm still right there. Like if I want to go, I can go right now. But I really love where I live right now. And it's slightly cheaper. It's getting up there, but it's a little bit cheaper. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people in New York, like roommate. And it's not just in Manhattan, but like if you live in Queens, Brooklyn, you know, um, it's roommate is the way to go. Yeah, it's just the culture there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Because I was like, how can they afford? And I mean, people much? get of, multiple jobs too, you know, like hustlers, like you like, it's a very busy lifestyle. That's why, like, New Yorkers get a rep of being, like, rude and stuff. But it's because, like, if you – okay, you guys have never been here, but you'll see, like, New Yorkers have a specific way of walking that's very, very fast. <laughs> and if you get in your way, you know, you have the tourists in the city just, like, stopping to take a picture of everything. Like, New Yorkers get pissed. But it's not because they're mean. It's because they're in a rush because they yeah. just have to get from one job to the next. So it's like, you got to move, girl. Keep it walking. And if you're in a train, like, don't be, like, loitering around. Like, move. Like, you have to move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so it's a very fast pace. Yeah. We'll just record everything in video then. <laughs> Don't take any pictures. <laughs> I'm not trying to get trampled. <laughs> yeah, that's why New Yorkers, like actual New Yorkers, hate Times Square because that's where all the tourists are, which is normal. You know, you come here to visit. You want to see things. You want to take pictures. You want to stop in the middle of the street to take a picture. And like, it is what it is. Like, New Yorkers will avoid Times Square at all costs for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere but there. Yeah. Like, if you tell like an actual New Yorker about Times Square, they're like, ugh. No, ew, I don't want to go there. I love Times Square just because of my like that first experience I shared with you guys. It was like my very first time. So I have like an emotional attachment to it, but I don't like go there for fun anymore. <laughs> there has okay, to be something sense. there has to be something good about New York because you are not the first and I'm sure you're not gonna be the last person that has told me I moved to New York and I love it, it's the best. Like it's a different I've vibe. Heard that so you know, many times. <laughs> It's a different vibe. But, you know, you'll be surprised when I tell people here that I moved to Miami, I always get the same reaction. It's like, why would you do that? Like, Miami is so nice and the weather is so much better. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's different. Yeah. But I always get that reaction. Like, I've never been... I've never been told, oh, my God, yay, that, that was such a good decision. It's always like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, people really put Miami in a really high standard. When I moved yeah. away from Miami and I didn't move as far as you did, everybody. So I live in Boynton Beach. I think I know where that is. It's like a it's little bit up higher, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. a little bit up. And all of my RBTs were like, oh my God, you live in Miami? And I was like, what's this hype? Like, what do you guys think is yeah. there? And they're yeah, like, just no, think about the food. Yeah, like the food, nightlife. And it's like, okay, yeah. after you do that for like a month straight, yeah. I promise you're not going to want to do it anymore. No, but I'm not going to lie though. The nightlife in Miami is unmatched. Like I've yeah. been to so many different like clubs here and stuff. And like even the ones that I mean, I'm Hispanic, so I love Bad Bunny. And like I'm always like bummed out when they don't have Bad Bunny. But even the <laughs> You're, like walking that, around with your phone yeah. and yeah. say Bad yeah. Bunny. <laughs> yeah, but even the places that do have, you know, like more of Hispanic vibe, it's still not the same. Um, it's just, you know, that Miami nightlife is just like really great. But other than that, like People here really just like think of Miami and they're like, yeah, Brickell and South Beach. I literally had this conversation a couple of days ago. I kid you not. Um, I, you know, I was talking to a neighbor's friend and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Miami for a vacation. I'm like, oh, I actually moved from there. And she's like, oh, my God, where did you live? So when I get asked this question, I'm like, OK, they're familiar with the area. I don't know. So I was like, oh, I live in Kendall. She's like, oh, I don't know Kendall. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, you know, it's, like, more residential. She's like, yeah, I've only, like, heard of, like, Brickell and South Beach. I'm like, sounds about right. That's what I, <laughs> that's the response I expected to get. But, yeah, they just always just think that we're at the beach all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. like you would think that New Yorkers are in Times Square all the time, but that's far from truth, you know? Yeah, I there's just, way more to that. Right, yeah. Okay. How, <laughs> I want to know how was it, like, mentally for you when when you first moved mm -hmm. finding a job yeah. um on you have like you know you have a small business how did that start was it a necessity did you just feel like it was needed in the field tell me yeah. tell us about it um so yeah to answer the first question mentally at first I was just so happy I was so excited you know it felt like my dream coming true everything was great I found a job that I was really loving at the time um but, you know, I want to say a couple of 
weeks after moving, you know, it kind of hit like shit, you know, like <laughs> I really did this. Like I'm like really far from my parents first time ever. Um, so, it, you know, I got a little bit of homesickness, but it wasn't too bad. I, you know, I understood that that was normal. Um, and fortunately, you know, I've always like I always make plans and I do see my parents pretty often. Um, they don't always come here and I don't always go there, but like we'll meet somewhere like we have met in other states. We just met in Georgia a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've met in like Tennessee and Chicago. Like, you know, we always find a way to see each other. So it, I, I haven't gone like more than maybe like four months without seeing my parents. So that's really good. Um, but I did, you know, I did experience a little bit of homesickness. I was missing my mom, you know, making me my Cuban coffee. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there were definitely some difficult moments. Um, and then when it came to behavior I actually had the idea before I even moved to New York, um, because I really wanted to create something specifically, like not specifically, but my first like thought was like, I feel like RBTs need better training in this field. Like, I just think that there's such a big lack of quality, resources and training like I feel like people kind of come into the field with so little like guidance and like just the RBT courses that I've stumbled upon they suck so I'm like I feel like I want to create something for that so the first thing I actually ever made for behavior fight was an RBT 40 hour course which like a lot of people don't know that I have but I still do have it and I'm gonna have it until they come out with a new task list because I'm not doing that again that took me so long to make <laughs> You appreciate the choir. Forever. Because I was recording and editing and like it's 40 freaking hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took so much longer than I thought. And I'm like, okay, I you did underestimated it. it too. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm like, I did it. It's great. Okay, cool. But I'm never doing this again. So yeah. whoever wants to take my course needs to enjoy it now because I'm not doing it again. Um, it was just such a big project. So I started Behavior Fine, not necessarily out of necessity in the in the I don't know if you meant it in like a financial way. Yeah. Like, did you find yourself? Because usually, yeah. at, at least that was the case for me. Like, I quit being an RBT from one day to the next for that reason. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. this cannot suck this much. Mm -hmm. I jumped from agency to agency because I just didn't want to be the reason why the field sucks. Yeah. So anywhere I stumbled upon, I was like, if something was just not good, it wasn't ethical, they weren't doing it correctly yeah. or what I thought was correct at that time, um, I would leave. Yeah. I would leave from one day to the next. And then one day I just quit. And I was like, I need to do this by myself. I started like reaching out. And it was more of a necessity. Like, of course, we need financials, but more mm -hmm. because I thought it was needed. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I need to make a change. So, yeah. I yeah. want to know how was it for you? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, financially necessity at the time, no. I want to say now, yes, because <laughs> my lifestyle has changed. I have a dog now and she's expensive. But at the time, I was pretty okay with the salary I was making at the at my previous job. And I was actually pretty happy at this place. Um, I didn't have a terrible experience at this job. Um, but I just, you know, after a while, I was really burnt out, mostly because of the long commutes that I was doing. It was like really, really bad. Um, but the job itself wasn't bad. So I didn't feel like, oh, this place sucks. Um, and then, you know, in terms of necessity for the field, yeah, I felt like, you know, again, like we needed more, like, I, I just wanted to like, show people that number one, like, you know, an RBT, I feel like it's a serious job. And I don't always think that people look, oh, RBT, well, that's a serious thing. Like, I feel like they're like, oh, yeah, 40 hour course, high school diploma, whatever, not a big deal. And I don't like that. I really hate that. Because if you really think about what it means to be an RBT, and if you're doing it correctly, it's not a joke, like, it's a really hard job. And if you think about what it entails, like, you're literally affecting a family's life, like, deeply. If you do it well, you're going to affect it in a good way. And if you don't, you might like the effects might be bad, you know, and if you're just doing your job, like you don't really know what you're doing. I, I think that could be dangerous. So I that was my first, you know, order of business was like, OK, I want to do something for RBTs. I want to, you know, um, create this course. So I did. That was the first thing, like I said. And then, you know, like I said, I had really long commutes. So I started like trying to keep myself busy on the trains. And I downloaded Procreate and I just kind of started drawing things and tracing stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. 
So that's how I came up with the workbook, um, which again, I'm not going to make it again. This is the last time because it took forever. (laughs) Um, It was like a one-time project that, you know, I've made edits to it. It's much better than like the first edition ever. Uh, But that's how I came up with that idea. I'm like, people really like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I started doing more of like the the prep materials. But that was never my first like, oh, this is what I'm going to do with my business. It just kind of happened. People liked it. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I can make some more stuff. Um, so I went, you know, I went from the RBT stuff, which I still do have. And then I started with the prep materials, which I have. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm continuing that for a while. I also have other plans, you know, like I want to eventually do like CEUs and stuff. Um, I don't really know. I feel like with behavior I've kind of taken it how it comes. Like it, some stuff is unexpected. Even my page growing was like kind of unexpected because I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, I just knew I wanted to do something. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? This field is missing. And I know that because people are telling me it's missing people who are talking about our uncomfortable truths and trying to find discussions. I'm like trying to see what are other people doing? Are other people experiencing the same thing? Like, you know, and of course, you know, I know that I have some controversial posts and not everybody agrees with everything and that's fine. I've also yeah, learned okay. a lot. I think my opinions have changed. So I may have had an opinion at the beginning that has changed now. I've learned, I've grown. And I feel that, you know, the field and the people that follow me kind of see that and appreciate that, you know, that honesty, but also like not honesty in a malicious way because I just want to talk crap about ABA or like ABA sucks and this sucks and this sucks, but more so to bring awareness and to like have discussions, you know, like people have discussions in my posts all the time. And I'm at the point where like, I just let them have the discussion. Like sometimes I would jump in all the time, but now it's like, okay, you guys talk about it. I don't need to like intervene every time (laughs) you go for it. Have the discussion under my post. It's fine. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how that happened. But like the growth and the way that it's grown was not planned, you know? So I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm excited, but yeah, behavior fine kind of was just like, it just grew its own way. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah. Cause you were just like going with the flow. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's, that's why it grew. You were just taking yeah. it as it is and just add like advocating for the field yeah. and the bad stuff yeah. and the good stuff. Right. And where, where do you think it's going now? Yeah. Like what, do you have any plans at all? Yeah, I do have plans. But like I said, you know, like unexpected things could happen. So I could have these plans, but something else happened. But I do have certain things that I want to do. Like right now, I just announced I'm uh, collaborating on a mock exam with Behavior Shorty. Um, You guys may know her. Um, So I'm doing that, which I'm excited about. This, I think it's my first time collaborating with someone. And is is scary. Yeah, it's scary not because I don't trust her. I think she's great, but I am. I think one of your questions that you told me you wanted to ask me was like, "How was it growing up, and how it's affected like who I am today?" I'm an only yeah, child. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna ask you next. Yeah, I'm an only child, so it's really hard for me to do things with other people. Like I'm always like, "No, I got it. Like I can do it alone." You know, everything I do is alone. You know, like because that's just me. Like if you talk to my dad, one of the stories he always tells me was like, when I was young. I have cousins and my cousins, like my dad's a really great drawer. He draws really well. So he would do all their homeworks. Like every time they had to to draw something, my dad would do it. But I would be the one like, no, 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 I got it. I can do it by myself. So I didn't even want help with my homework as a kid, which is like not common, I think. Yeah. I think most like, you want to do it? Right. Most (laughs) kids would be like, take it away. You do it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, But I've always been very like, no, like I want to do it myself. Like I want to do it myself. So I'm excited, but like, it's just scary because it goes against like what I do, what I like, who I am, I guess. But I am excited. I think it's an opportunity to, you know, just collaborate in every way. And like, it's also like a business growth opportunity. So I am excited for that as well. Um, but it just needed to happen because I knew that I couldn't do that one myself. I'm like, I just, you know, I think of my questions is hard and more than like 10. Yeah. Like people think, oh, you know, mock exam questions, how hard can it be? But if you do it well, it's hard because like, you know, we want to do it well. We want to do like a quality product and also like every question needs an explanation so it's not just like you throw out the question people answer whatever no like every single question has an explanation not just why the right answer is the right answer 
but why the wrong answers are wrong so that it's a big project you know so I am so glad for the help like I'm, I'm really excited about that and then other than that I do I do have in my radar maybe a podcast, but I don't have any, like, I don't know what I want it to be. I kind of also don't want it to be just, like, about ABA, which I, I know that's what you guys are also trying to do because, like. Yeah. We've just gotten a lot of ABA because, like, all we do is work, too. But <laughs> the whole idea with it was that, like, we yeah, some way, somehow, we always end up talking about people's behaviors and <laughs> But yeah. but we have gotten our fair share of like non behavior. Right. So Yeah, that's kind of what I it. want. Yeah, it's that's kinda what I want. I, I, I'm not ex- exactly sure. Like I don't even have a name in mind. I've asked all my friends, can you help me come up with a name? And I'm always vetoing everything. Like that sucks. That's <laughs> Did uh, you even think? <laughs> yeah, no, but I do want to do it. But I also with the podcast, even though I don't want it to just be ABA, I do want to like do something like CU related, you know, like maybe like if you listen to the podcast, maybe I'm going to give some people ideas, but it's fine. You know, there's room for everybody. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to do like, if you listen to the podcast, you can listen to it. That's fine. Like free on Spotify, whatever. But if you want to see you, you know, like pay a small fee for it, if you want it, if you don't, that's fine. You, you still, you could still listen to it. That's not, that's not a problem. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But at the same time, it's like, I'm also doing this fitness stuff. So like, maybe I want to do something with that. So yeah, I, you can bring it together. Yeah, so I don't really know. So I I do have the podcast idea, but it's not set in stone. Like, I don't know if I'll even have the time because um, I am in school. And, like, I think very shortly I'm going to have to start doing, like, my internships. So we'll see if the time is there. I don't know. No pressure. I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself. Oh, and I'm also doing a CU with Snaba. So I'm really excited about that also. It'll be in May. It's coming out in May. So I'm excited about that. I feel like that's right there also. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Like, we're going on March already. Yeah, exactly. this year is flying by. Like, you yeah. can't even blink nowadays. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you wake up in yeah. the next dimension. Like, what? Right. But yeah, you know, that's kind of, that's that's the plan. And I, like I said, you know, if, if unexpected things come my way and they feel right, you know, I'll go for it. I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. So as someone that does a lot at once, this this mentality that you have right now like that you're like you know whatever comes comes if if I have to adjust I could yeah did you have that before or like when you started creating these things Mm -hmm. did did you feel your best I want to know about your bad days and how you deal with them yeah um at the beginning and even now I still have days where I'm like why did I do this to myself (laughs) and not in a bad way but it's like I love the fact that I had the, you know, the balls to go back to school. I thought about it for a long time. So I am happy that I did it. But I have days where I'm like, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I actually had one of those days last Wednesday. Um, I just ended up calling out of work. I had so much work to do, like, for Behavior Fi. And I had homework to do. I had just, like, so much planned for the day. And I was like, I can't do any of it. So I literally called out of work. And I said, this can all wait till tomorrow. Like, I don't want to do any of it today. I just don't want to do it. And, you know, I understand, like, sometimes there are things I can't wait. Like, if I had a paper due that night, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, But that's one thing that I do, too. Like, I guess, like, it's a good tip. I never, like do the things on the due date I know that's like a bad habit a lot of people have I that gives me major anxiety so I'm always doing things way before it's due like for school especially um my own deadlines and behaviorify are super flexible because like I'm the one that set the deadline with school is different but I I never do that I never do when it's due like I do it way before so I was you know I was in the position where I could be like you know what like I don't want to do any of this today so I literally shut down my computer I got into my robe and it's cold here so if you don't turn on the heater you can wear a robe (laughs) Um, I got into my robe I ordered a burger which is something that I do not do during the week you you guys kind of know about like my fitness stuff um and we can talk a little bit about that as well but i during the week i try to eat as clean as possible so eating a burger for me on a wednesday that's treating myself (laughs) so i ordered yeah i ordered my burger i got in bed with nala turned off the light 
and I turned on Love Island <laughs> and I just like disconnected because I was like, I need to do this. Like, I don't want to do anything else. I had no motivation to do anything at all. So there, you know, I would call that not a hard day. Like I wasn't having a mental breakdown, but I just was like mentally checked out. And, you know, I took that time for myself. Um, but that doesn't happen all the time. So I guess that's like where that discipline comes in. It's like, I don't do that all the time. That's like once in a while when I feel super overwhelmed and bombarded, then I will go ahead and take a step back. But I do have, you know, some discipline where I'm not going to be doing that every day because then it becomes a habit rather than, you know, giving myself a break. Um, so that is a good example. And I, you know, I talked to my friends after that and I'm like, I'm just like super overwhelmed. Like, you know, I love that I'm doing all these things for myself, but at the same time, it's like, I put so much on my plate that sometimes it's just hard to take it all in, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I've dealt with some bad days. Um, and you know, just like being flexible with myself and, and just telling myself like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out with the fitness stuff. For example, I have a deadline for May because you have six months to do everything. You have six months to do the modules and then you have to take an exam. And I want to say I'm like 57% done, which I still a long way to go and I still have to study. And I, sometimes I feel like my brain is like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Because if I don't make it, I could always pay for an extension. Like that's the worst that can happen. So what is the worst case scenario? I need more time. I, I, it sucks that I'm going to have to pay a fee but I can do it. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world, you know? So I guess just trying to prioritize, like, what needs to be done right now? What can wait? What is the, like, wiggle room, you know? Um, But yeah, that's kind of how I try to handle it all. Um, I use planners, which apparently it's controversial these days, but I use planners a lot. I see your sticky notes in the background. <laughs> I, use, I definitely well, use are my thoughts that I get. Cause usually um, when I'm doing something, I will want to start something else. Like right yeah. there. Like, oh my gosh. like I'm, let's say I'm working on like, especially while I'm studying, like mostly <laughs> when I'm studying, like let's say I'm studying, my brain will be like, Hey, why don't you make a new post? So then, like, whatever thought I have, like, this is my new method. I'll just yeah. write it on my post-it. Like, yeah. Like, the other day, I'm like, um, what what am I going to name, like, my review? Like, when I pass my test and, like, when we release it or, like, when, when F does it, I messaged her. I think it was, like, 12 o'clock at night. No, yeah, no. I was a little bit – I was like – <laughs> why is she texting me at this hour to tell me hey do the 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 the, the notes or whatever i was like at 12 <laughs> you want to text me to do what's wrong with you but i yeah, figured she yeah. goes through those little brainstorm moments so what i've been doing is that because usually i will bombard myself mm-hmm. with everything and i'll start everything everything will have a great start and i won't finish it all mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm just like, no, like you can finish this. You're not five years old. Mm-hmm. This is for later. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do no. like, I do like planners as well. Yeah. I want to know more. So like, do you set due dates for, for like everything? Like even in, in your personal business? Um, I mean, I set like due months. <laughs> like okay. I'll say okay. something like, Fair. I want to have this project done by April, for example. But, you know, I'm not too hard on myself with that because I know that I have so many other things going on. Um, And then I just keep reminding myself, like, it's going to get done, you know, like maybe not April, maybe March. I mean, maybe May. Get those two confused. Um, okay, I don't know the order of the months. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a really bad problem, too. Yeah, like we're fine. Well, He's like, no, which no one, which one is number seven? <laughs> July. Yeah, but that's I have a mental calendar in my head. It's like crazy. I have literally a mental calendar. I have like the first six months of the year on one side, and then the other. It's super weird. I I I have it as a picture too. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's just like it's like there. I don't know how I do that. It's like I feel like I have you know. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. It's just like in my brain. It's like it it just. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but yeah, you know, I do set some like idea, like I have a goal, you know, so I'll set a goal. Like, for example, um, with the RBT study guides that I just finished, I was working on that for a minute, but I knew that it wasn't the most important thing for me to do because I did have a version already. I just wanted to improve on it. So that took me long to do, 
But, you know, when the year started, I was like, okay, I want to have this done. But like mid-February, I think that's realistic. And then it happened. But let's say it didn't happen. I'm like lenient with myself that I'm like, okay, it didn't happen. Like you keep working on it. Yeah, like you, you, know, you, you are doing it. It's just, you know, it's just taking long. There's a reason for it too, because I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to like, just, you know, like do it fast. And then it's not as good as it could have been. So, you know, that there's that like being compassionate with myself and like understanding that, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. Like I really am. Um, so that's one thing I'm doing. The other thing that I'm doing that's taking me forever. And this is why, like, I'm not a big fan of like, courses that's why i said the rbt course never gonna do it again like that's just enjoy it now whoever's listening if you <laughs> take my rbt enjoy course why you can because it's never coming back no when the when they change the second edition task list like I'm i think they will soon you know i think they will soon too and i yeah i actually think it's like a couple of years maybe like next year or something yeah i think it's really soon just yeah. because recently they like sent out like some announcements and yeah. like they wanted our opinion on what should be yeah. changed and i was like hmm, mm, they're yeah, gonna make a change yeah. yeah so and then i'm doing one for the bcba um it's just like a prep course and it's also taking forever yeah because you know so much information yeah, because it's not just like the module that's taking long because I have a lot of information down already, but I am doing like voice recordings so that people can hear me like talking and explaining like, you know, not just reading off of something, but I'm also like, it sounds like a podcast a little bit. Um, it's just like boring because it's just the task list, <laughs> um, but that's taking forever. Some of the recordings have been up to like 40 minutes mm-hmm. and it's just one task list point. Mm-hmm. So they're not all that long but yeah it's taking really long and I sometimes I'm like oh I want to quit but I'm like okay but like I put so much work in it like I'm not even halfway done I know that's disappointing to some people that keep asking me when it's coming and I'm like I'm I'm working on it (laughs) and I look this is an example of like I wanted to have that done by March it's not gonna happen I already know that you already know it's not no it's not gonna happen and I'm like you know what it is what it is like I am working on it very little by little it's gonna get done maybe sometime this year I hope and did it take did it take time for you to be able to build that mentality like it's okay yeah uh, uh, it. so in yeah. the beginning I'm assuming you used to beat mm-hmm. yourself up what gave me like not what gave me but where I had to take on that mentality was when I was doing the RBT course because I would feel so terrible if I didn't work on it on a specific day and it just took so long that it came to the point where I burned myself out with that. And I took a two month break, which I think for me, oh. that's worse than like maybe breaking it out little by little versus like doing so much and then being like, ah, oh, you don't even want to touch this anymore. And then taking like two months off. So for me, what works better is like, I just break it down. Even if I work on it twice a week for an hour, you know, but I feel like that's better for me than just like work, 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 work. Oh, I can't do it anymore. Two month break. You know, that to me makes me feel worse. So my thing now that I do is like, if you look at my planner, it'll say like, okay, Monday, personal training and school. So I'm going to focus on that. And then, you know, work and whatever. Tuesday, uh, school and the BCBA course. Uh, Wednesday, I finished the RBT study guide, but it was recent. So it would say like RBT study guide. And then I wouldn't allow myself to touch the other things because I'm like you. Like I start one thing and then I'm like, oh, the other thing so you that, get such great ideas right yeah so that helped me to like okay today I am only gonna work on school and personal training I'm not touching the coursework I'm not touching this I'm not touching that no just focus on this and that has helped me a lot because I was all over the place like I would open the RBT study guide and then I'm like oh the coursework and then I, would open another, <laughs> oh. I would open another tab okay and then work on the course I'm like shit I really need to get ahead on the on the personal training stuff so there goes the third tab and then I'm like oh freak I have a quiz due the other day and so it was like yeah. I was doing everything at the same time so this really helped me to like okay just like you know isolating times for like the specific big projects that I have to do 
I'm I'm like the opposite of both of you because I'm very like fixated. I'll be like, okay, so what am I gonna work on today? Need to do the whole thing right now. Both 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 sides are so bad. Yeah, yeah Sometimes yeah. I'm like, why can't you do something yeah. else? She'll be like, like why yeah, not? What's yeah, the problem? <laughs> when she like uh, when she was like, oh, let's start doing the podcast. I was like, but but we're doing all this stuff at the same time. And she was like, let's go get our PhD too. I was like. How do you want to do these? Yeah. Yes. What? No, we wanted to do like clinical psychology. That's amazing. Are you guys like enrolled right now? No, it was. No, we're going to start. Yeah, it was a thought. It's put in place. Congratulations on that. And that takes a lot of balls. Yes. And she was like, let's do it right now. I had to push her. She was like, she's like, this is not the best time. I was like, it's never the best time. We're doing like 30 things at the the same time. time. And I was like, I need to finish this one first. So are you guys like planning to like be psychologists? Yeah. Yes. That's so great. Really what it is for me is that I want to open my branches. Like I love ABA. I do. But Mm -hmm. I, when I started ABA, I wanted to do neuropsychology, like, mm-hmm. or just oh, yeah. neurology. It was so fascinating. I loved it. I thought that mm-hmm. was beautiful. So I feel like clinical yeah. psychology will open my branches and then, you know, put in what I have of ABA, which I think will be way better than just ABA. Oh my God. I love that. I love that for you guys. So I'm so happy to have this connection because I'm, I'm not getting a PhD, but that's amazing, by the way. <laughs> That's scary to me. Um, Very scary. <laughs> but I am going into the mental health field as well. Cause I kind of feel the same way. It's like, you know, I, I do enjoy what I do right now, but I just feel like, is it the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life? No. You know, and I don't know if that, you know, I feel like there are some people who do like CABA, like this is, this is just what I want to do forever. And I think that's awesome. And I wish I was that person because it probably my life would be so much more chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but I do see, you know, the just the mental health side and like clinical side. I think, you know, it's so fascinating to me. So I that's so cool that you guys are doing that. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. One of the many things in the back burner. One of the many projects. <laughs> but I. Personally, me, the reason why, because I was in, in the middle, I was like, oh my God, do I need to become a licensed mental health counselor? Do I want to do marriage and family? Because I love parent training. Mm. And then I was just like, you know what? I like- don't love parent training. <laughs> I do it. Don't get me wrong, though. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I do it. But it's hard. It's not your favorite. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. But the reason why I'm like, all right, mental health is important. It's mm. not just ABA is because a, with ABA knowledge alone, you can't fix the real problem. I, I, I don't I don't think you can unless um, like, you know, very few cases where ABA alone does just great. Yeah. But so many of these parents deal with mental illnesses do. and we just don't have enough knowledge to be yeah. able to help them. And that's that I feel like that's why BCBAs come off really harsh. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what you have to do. And mm-hmm. like, it's not it's not realistic sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what made me lean, lean towards it because mm-hmm. I was like, I, this is so needed. This, yeah. Like it's, it, it should come together. Yeah. Almost when, yeah. when we're dealing with families. Yeah, I agree. And I think to like BCBA is hearing, I think, you know, if you don't want to go back to school, which like majority of people won't, I think, I think at least considering like an interdisciplinary approach and like being open to collaborating with other professionals that do know more of those things that we kind of just don't have the knowledge because it's not our scope of practice really um just you know being open to collaborate is the next best the next best thing um because it is important and i i have kind of posted about this sometimes like i feel that you know in aba we want to think like oh you know everything is behavior and like if you fix the antecedent and the consequences, you can fix it all. But it's like, that's not always true. And I feel I made a post of like, I'm not a perfect BCBA. And one of the things that I posted um, in those slides was that I feel that I prefer a more interdisciplinary approach because I don't think that that's true. I don't think that ABA is the answer to all the problems. And some some people who are very hardcore about ABA, they truly do believe that. They're like, no, like ABA can fix the world. Like everything is the contingencies. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't agree with it. I don't agree. Even when you take a radical approach of like, you know, like BF Skinner and like radical behaviorism and like, you know, mental, um, mental states and like private events, I, it's still not enough. And yeah, sure, we can say, okay, yeah, private events are behavior and like whatever, but like 
okay and so how are you gonna work on it <laughs> yeah well that that I, I made a post last night because again I couldn't go to sleep so I was like perfect time to make a post who cares, about, who cares about interactions <laughs> um I love planners like personally I have three planners wow okay that I she uses planner. every day yeah yeah I have, to, I have to use every single day and I, I have to write in it. it. It just gives me satisfaction. I'm the type of person that I like to check off little tiny stupid things. <laughs> Not everyone is like that, but it gives me satisfaction. It makes me feel good. makes me feel accomplished. Yeah. If, and then if I don't check it off, I won't do it. It's the craziest thing. It's already just, it's just a habit. Um. So that is just me. I know that there's some, and, and this goes to like what you're saying that like, the surface part of the problem would fix everything, mm -hmm. but it doesn't because the reason why sometimes planners just don't work or even making a plan or vision boards, mind you, these are all things that I do and I love mm -hmm. to do, but it doesn't work for everyone it because because sometimes how many times are you going to plan before you actually do something? Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. I don't think it works for everybody, but I think it could work for the people. Definitely, that yeah. Um, And, you know, if... If you, you can write down all the plans in the world, but if you don't do them, then yeah, it's, it is a waste of time. But I do think, you know, like for some people, like, like maybe you and myself, like I am very visual. I like to look at things. It makes me feel organized and it makes me feel like I can give my brain a break because I wrote it down. I don't have to retain that information in my brain. I wrote it down. Yeah, like if mm -hmm. I wouldn't have written this down or sent yeah. F a text, I would have totally forgotten. Yeah, and, exactly. And then I would have been like, what did I think about? It was exactly. so good. It was so yeah. good. And I forgot. It. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I feel like planners and like to-do lists have some value. But yeah, you know, it's, I don't think it's, you know, like a, you know, one fit for everybody. No, I, I think some, some people just don't work for it. Some people rather, you know, just kind of keep it in the brain. And I think that's fine, too. Um, like, there is no pressure. Like, I know so many people that don't use planners and they do their stuff just fine, you know. Um, so I think it's whatever works for you. If the planner works for you, then use it. If it doesn't, then don't, you know. It might yeah, really try something else. Right, yeah. Or therapy. <laughs> well, I do both. <laughs> I need the bundle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I agree with that. But I, I kind of really like that because even even with me, like sometimes people are like, you don't need that money. OK. But I you're really, like, but I do. Like, <laughs> you don't know what I need. I already <laughs> bought it and I'm going to take advantage of it and use it because no one's throwing that money away for me. Yeah, <laughs> I already yeah. got it. But it's, it's hard to say and it's definitely hard to keep yourself organized mm -hmm. when you want to do so much. So I feel like that mentality that um you've acquired that you're just like all right like it's okay it's no big deal yeah. it definitely comes with time it does it does because like I said at the beginning I was super hard on myself like I would feel I would feel like a failure and I'm like now I'm not like that and I do prioritize like I said so I don't want people to think oh she doesn't she doesn't do her homework on time that's not the case <laughs> I do prioritize and there are some things I guess you know it's kind of like with our clients you know with the whole controversial thing with assent and like do you have to follow through do you not have to follow through I think it's the same idea right like sometimes you have room to say okay I don't have to do this right now but there are times where it's like, oh, I have to do it because I'm going to fail this class, you know? So there yeah. is balance in saying, like, I'm going to give myself a break if I can. Because there are days where, like, something is due, something is due. Like, that's also important to keep in mind. So it's balance. Yeah. Very big balance. It's being able to push yourself on those days that you're like, no, 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 no. You know, there's obviously days that, you know, you have to, you have to go to bed. It's time for bed. Yeah. Exactly. But there's other days that even if you don't feel like it, you know, you have that right. deadline and you have to sit there and you have to take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think now that I'm thinking about it, like because people can have both extremes, you know, like people yeah. can have like that they take too many breaks. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and they take they take their sweet time for everything. And it's like, hello, like mm -hmm. pep in your step. And then there's people, I think all of us would fall into that category that like we overdo it mm -hmm. and we overwork ourselves trying to accomplish like this end goal that we made for ourselves and then we have to find that balance um and it all comes down to like your mentality yeah y your mentality and how you treat yourself your confidence mm -hmm. otherwise like we're still going to be chasing something 
do you do you agree with me like what what do you think about that or like where did this hustle let's call it hustle culture for lack of better terms come from for you um to be honest I don't know like I don't think that I purposely did that I don't think that I that I saw my life being so hustly um you know, I kind of like became a BCBA and I thought that's it, you know, like that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a BCBA. And that's not to say that being a BCBA is not hard work. Of course that it is. But, you know, um, then I decided to do behavior fi and I just, you know, I just went for it. Didn't know where it was going to take me. Didn't know it was going to become what it did. And like, you know, an actual like small business that it is. And then, you know, even more hustle was like deciding to go back to school which was a big decision. Um, and I did not take that lightly at all. I thought about it for a long time. I decided to do it last. I officially started last May, so May 2022. And I think about this time of my life, I was going through something really, really, really hard. Like I know I said I was going through some hard stuff in 2020, but that was nothing compared to last year. Um, I've talked about it a few times on my on my page. I've never said what exactly happened because like I don't think I'm ready to talk about that anytime soon. But it was like very difficult time of my life. And coincidentally, I was also turning 25. So it was like this big life event that happened to me. On top of that, now I have a quarter life crisis. So <laughs> now I think you're getting older. Uh, I'm turning 26 this year. I'm like dreading it, but it's gonna be fine i guess whatever you know you can't help it how old are you guys i'm 26 <laughs> now i'm 28 <laughs> okay all right okay i'm old <laughs> okay and i'm still 25 no, i'm just kidding <laughs> you're like haha <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i was turning 25 uh quarter life crisis so that I, that's when i got nala which i had also been thinking about for a while it also wasn't like a one-day decision but getting a dog is like Hey, you know, I know she's going to be expensive. I know she poops. She's going to poop. She's going to pee. It's going to be hard. And it was. And it is still hard. You know, she's she's a little bit more trained now and stuff. She still breaks things here and there. But, you know, it was also like a lot of thought into that. But, it, you know, it was just this time period, uh, the, the event and then turning 25. And it was just like, oh, my God, like life is just like going so fast. So I got her. And then like two weeks later, I was calling up schools trying to figure out what the best program was for me, if it meant like licensing requirements in New York, this and that. And next thing I know, I'm back in school. So I'm back in school, got a dog, and quit my other job. And I quit my job without a solid plan. You know, I have some money saved, so I knew I was going to be okay for a while, like worse came to worse. But I just couldn't do it anymore. I It was just, you know, it was so much. And I also put more on my plate. Went back to school, got a dog. On top of that, I'm, I'm in this job where I'm already burned out. So you so, don't work as a, as a BCBA right now? I, yes, I do work as a BCBA. But in this place where I was working before, um, we worked, we were BCBAs, but we would do everything. So we would do the direct work. We would also be in charge of paperwork, programming, Jesus. assessments. It was everything. And on top of that, the commute. Like, my commute was killing me i had a client that i had to uh it was an hour and a half to get to him for a two-hour session and then come back it was like a two-hour session turned into five hours for me yeah that is well it was just like a lot um so you know quit that job and then i didn't have a solid plan i was kind of like you know going with it and you know i found a job that i have right now which is hybrid and it does help me um be able to balance everything out. So it does help a lot because it cuts a lot of the commute. Um, and it, 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 it was just like a blessing because I didn't know that I was going to be able to get that job, you know. Um, and I don't want to like say the name uh, because I don't want to put companies out there for anything, whether it's good or bad, um, unless they want me to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I will say like it's not perfect uh, you know, an ABA company typically is going to have some kind of issue here and there, but I am pretty, I'm pretty content right now. Do I think this is going to be like my, this is it for me? I don't know, but I'm okay right now with that. So I'm, I have that job hybrid really, really helps. Sometimes people are like, how do you do everything? I'm like, okay. I mean, 
I, I did get a new job. So that does help. <laughs> it is hybrid. And, um, you know, school is online. Thank God. I do have to go sometime, sometime this year. I have to go to my school. And it's like in upstate New York. It's like a five-hour drive. I don't have a car. So I'm going to have to rent one. That has me like super stressed. But you know what? It goes back to like, mm, don't think about it right now. It's not here. Okay. When it's here... I'll stress about it. When it's here, I'm like, you know, I got to do what I got to do. I'll figure out how to rent a car because I'm not going to take a train. It's like 13 hours. <laughs> so I'm going oh, to have no. to rent Yeah, and not worth it. Take, if I take a plane, it's crazy because even though it's in New York, the closest airport is in Pennsylvania. So I'm like, huh? What? No. <laughs> it's odd. But, you know, I'm trying to take it just one step at a time. Like, it's not here yet worry about it when it's here internship it's not here yet worry about it when it's here so i'm just like winging it but not really winging it in a smart way i want to say that's how that's how that's what i want to say functionally (laughs) winging it you're just taking it like as it comes versus like stressing out about it before it's actually here it's like oh yeah in three years when i have to say girl what are you doing (laughs) i used to be that person i was that person i was super hard on myself always overthinking everything like super anxious um but it's just like i've learned to have a a different mindset and one that allows me to like get my stuff done but also understand that i'm human understand that i'm only one person doing a lot of things like i'm doing things that like three people will be doing Mm-hmm. So I need to like understand that and be compassionate with myself. And I think people who like to put a lot on their plate for one reason or another also should, you know, should understand that about themselves and like just know that it's going to be fine. Like whatever is meant to be in your life, like in terms of like your job, your career, your your business plans, like it's going to happen even if it takes a little longer than you'd like it to. And I really do appreciate you coming on here and like giving us all this information and opening up and sharing all this feedback and this, you know, your experience. Uh, a lot of people kind of just think that when when they see people making it and doing things and they're like, oh, my God, look at her go. Like, she does it and it's so easy. She just pulled Not out easy. another book out of her ass. Like, how the fuck did she do that? <laughs> like, does she sleep? <laughs> and, and they don't think about those things and they don't think yeah. about you having bad days or that you cry yourself to sleep every night. Like, nobody yeah, I, I, I didn't say I did that, <laughs> Do I cry sometimes? Yeah. Is it every night? No. Balance. <laughs> it's all about balance. Yeah. Once every once every other day. Yeah, exactly. It's all about. I plan it in my planner. <laughs> Today I cry. I'm crying time. No, you know what? I know it sounds ridiculous, but when I, I was going through a heartbreak a couple of years ago, and sometimes I was so busy that I was like, I kind of want to cry, but I don't have that much time. So I would, set a, <laughs> I would set a 10 minute timer, like, go girl, let it out. And then get your shit together. Oh my God. A 10 minute time. <laughs> I kind of had to let it out, but I knew that I had stuff to do. I was still in grad school. So like for my first degree and stuff. And like, I was like, I have homework to do. I can't cry all day, but I need to cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The the other day, I actually, I made a TikTok about like me preparing um, my desk. And the night before I was studying, but I had like a tissue there. And like, <laughs> as, as I, I was recording, I was like, this is from last night. This is from my tears, actually, guys, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but it happens. I, I feel like, again, we acquire these these things through experience, you know, like whatever it was that you went through that was so hard on you and like just hard in general. Yeah. You still had to find yourself like to keep pushing, you know, yeah. like you, you had to keep swimming, you had to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave you these awesome like qualities that you have right now that like, you know how to prioritize like yeah. your, your, your to do list and like and even if you and, you know, some someone listening might be like what do you mean she just said that she has all these plans and doesn't have a due date like no it it just works for you right and it doesn't have to work for somebody else some things do have due dates like you know the the personal training thing I know I have to be done by a specific time it's not like I have all the time in the world but at the same time I I do think about worst case scenario what's gonna happen again I get an extension like it's gonna be okay yeah because beating yourself up with that negative energy is is not gonna make it better for following yeah. up like what what are you gonna do the next day after you called yourself a piece of garbage because you couldn't complete right. the date right i'd rather um call myself uh, a, a pretty girl and, <laughs> and call myself you know what 
you deserve a burger. Go get a girl. <laughs> Go get a burger. Oh, I need that to be the snippet of uh, yeah. uh <laughs> the pretty girl. <laughs> okay, I love um, pretty girl. Yeah. And and really quick going back to uh what, what I said about like the, the hardship that I went through. Um I feel like what I learned from that experience was to oh, like listen to myself and listen to my heart because again without going into too much detail sometimes we go through things and and we look for answers everywhere else except where it is which is you like mm-hmm. you know better you have the answers um and it just taught me to like when i really want something need to go for it and it's what pushed me to go to school because i knew in my heart i wanted to go to school i knew it but it was like the overthinking of, okay, more student debt, more this and more that. And what am I going to do? And what am I going to do? And it's like, you know what? Shut up. Like, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just go. Because it's what you want. Because you can't stop thinking about it. So just exactly. do it. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, without going into too much detail, but it just really, really taught me to listen to myself more and trust myself more. And, you know, I I think that sometimes it does take some difficult situations to really teach you some lessons and you know lessons come in all kinds of different ways and not you know every person has different ones but to me that's what I learned and I think you know that situation as hard as it was it has made me a stronger person and it has made me someone who like tries to trust herself more and like I at the end of the day I know that I'm gonna do what is best for me and I'm gonna listen to myself and I think that you know, if anybody takes anything away from like today's podcast is that like, if there is something that you really, really want, trust yourself and believe that you can achieve it and like plan it, put on your planner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, you know, all comes down to your confidence. Like if Mm -hmm. you don't believe it, who else is going to believe it for you? Like, Like, and I always say that, when I started my when I started Puzzle Me Academy, I I was just an RBT. Mm-hmm. I but I really believed I could make a change M- yeah. more than I do now. Now I'm like all hope is lost. You guys <laughs> suck. All right, like this is not going as planned. But in the beginning, I really I really did believe, and that's what made it like give gave it like that huge leap and mm-hmm. so many people knew about it and I you know we got that big momentum going yeah. and it all had to do with my confidence RBT confidence is unmatched unmatched <laughs> but we're working on it and and you do, it's something that you always have to work on I think yeah but yeah. I, I love it and again thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing your experience and what works for you again anyone listening uh don't come for her all right like it's just what works for her but does not have to work for you and that's okay yeah no and i'm so happy that i came like honestly at first like i said i was like i don't have to talk about my life it's not that interesting but this conversation has flown so well um it's been it's been a good time i liked it awesome and thank you so much everyone for listening uh stay tuned for next monday and see you guys soon make sure you follow you subscribe you follow rosie and stay tuned for all of our new projects coming coming through 2023